Good afternoon, everyone. Tama, no? One mag-unok lang. For those of you that have uh, taken the love and the effort to come to Shekinah, and we thank God for this new arrangement. We can accommodate more. Thank you, Pastor Joel and uh, Pastor Ray. And uh, for those of you that are viewing our service, uh, YouTube and Facebook, magandang hapon po sa ating lahat. I wanted, honestly, to turn down the speaking uh, of God's Word uh, for today. Uh, because of a very busy couple of weeks of packing and uh, going out, uh, uh, dinner and lunch, uh, meeting uh, brethren uh, for the last uh, few days that uh, we've been here. But uh, thank God for the privilege and opportunity. Thank you, Pastor Ruel, for forcing it upon me. I humbly submit to you <laughs> two reasons. First, uh, because I owe it all to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who saved us, redeemed us, and then put that calling to preach upon me and upon our dear young pastors and upon the preaching team. And I know that uh, I owe it as well to you, our dear Living Word Fellowship. Before we leave uh, for an extended uh, time of leave, uh, you might as well uh, hear me preach for the last time before we come back. Hopefully come back at uh, the end of the year. Ganun naman ang schedule palagi. Ano, beginning of the year, you give me the chance and I appreciate that. And then towards the end. But thank you. Secondly, when we began our first year when the Lord called us to come to Singapore 16 years ago uh, as a family from the U.S. to come and take over the pastorate of Living Word Fellowship, what better way to culminate our 16 years of uh, wonderful Time, our face of years here before we go back and serve God and serve the body and especially serve uh, our Apo. Uh, I could still remember January 9, 2005, I was led to speak on a topic, Moses, my servant is dead. And I took that courage and responsibility so that I could encourage coming in as a family, we could encourage the church that was left by uh, Pastor Wilson and his family when they migrated to the U.S., that it's okay. Pastor Sandy, Moses, is dead. He will be absent. He's not physically dead. He'll be absent. But uh, I know that uh, we thank God that he has opened the door for us, Tim Madarang, to come and, wit and, and witness God's faithfulness upon your lives as well as encourage you that he is faithful. And he still is faithful today and every day. Even as we leave uh, for a longer period of time, God is faithful. And so, before Pastors Ray or Ruel or even any one of the preaching team will preach on that topic when they begin to sense that the congregation will be missing us as we are missing you, I'd like to follow along that thought of preaching something. Moses is dead, but the God of Moses is still well and alive. And he's the reason why we're all here today. And so I'd like to just briefly preach on the God that we can depend on. Looking at the life of Moses and that transition that he was doing in after taking out the Israelites and travel for 40 years into the wilderness, transition of seeing the old generation die one after the other. But at the same time, 
seeing how God is leading them to the promised land. That was a great transition for Moses. A transition not only for Moses, but for Joshua and the new generation of believers. But let me point us back to that first oldest psalm and prayer, Psalm 90. And then we will begin to find out how we can, through all these transitions that are going through, continue to depend on God who is faithful. Now, how many of you know that transitions are always difficult? Be it a new job, a new role, a new responsibility, an adjustment to become a father, for us to become grandparents, that's transition. In any aspect of our lives as we transition, it's always difficult. And at times it's confusing. But we thank God that we have a God that we can depend on. And so I'd like us to read Psalm 90 and look at the reasons why we can depend upon God. And whatever you're going through right now, my dear brothers and sisters, I, I don't know what transition where you're going through. We're definitely transitioning from a relaxed mode of worship by Zoom and by YouTube and by Facebook and uh, probably uh, detrimental to us because uh, a few among us now uh, would rather stay home than come to church. And I understand that because we're trying to avoid infections. But uh, we still can depend on God whatever transition we are going through. May maaari mo bang tanungin yung iyong katabi, anong transition nangyayari sa'yo? Yung iba siguro, menopause. I don't know. Yung iba naman, andropos, sabi ni Andy. <laughs> but whatever transition we are going through, dear friends, let's look at the Word of God. We can depend on God to see us through whatever transition that is. Psalm 90, if you will, please stand up so that we can read the Word of God. And I'll be flashing it on. Read it with our eyes. Ano pa nga ba? Hindi naman pwedeng nose. Dahil natatakpan yung inyong mga nose. Okay. Let's read the word of God all together. I think this is in the NIV. Ready? Let's read all together. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world for from everlasting to everlasting, you are still God. Hallelujah. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning, in the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. May I invite you to bow our heads as we pray. Our loving God and Father, may we find refuge in you right now. 
and whatever situation we are in or whatever is going on in our lives and in the lives of everyone dear to us. Father, may we find peace, joy, and victory in you alone. For you are our refuge, as your word declares. Thank you for your word. Establish us and strengthen our faith in you through your word and your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone just agree with a loud amen. Let's be seated. So, dear friends, how can we depend on God with whatever is happening in our lives, with the changes that are going through beyond our control, mind you? How can we depend on God? And Moses, even as he was leading the Jews to the promised land, with the transition of maybe exhaustion, old age, and he definitely probably knew by now that he was not going to enter the promised land. And Moses, uh, I mean Joshua would have to take over. He lays down for us important principles from this psalm or prayer that we will look at. We depend on God, number one, because we are secured in God. We depend on God's security. Again, let's read Psalm 90 verse 1 in the New International Version. Read with me. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. I like what the Amplified or how the Amplified Version renders it. Lord, you have been our dwelling place and our refuge. In all generations. And that was what Moses declared. Friends, can you just imagine how it was for the traveling Israelites for 40 years. When they came out of bondage in Egypt. And they were probably, yes, excited that they were done with slavery for 400 years. The promised land that they were going to go to should have excited them. But there was a problem. They were just going around in circles for 40 years. And as they traveled, because of their disobedience, they had to go through the wilderness experience, fighting enemies along the way, contending with nature, heat, cold, darkness, and even with their own physical needs and the needs of their loved ones. It was difficult for those that have little children. Because can you imagine having to protect them from all this that was happening? They would have to look up to God every day for those 40 years. And they would have to find refuge and be at home with God. And most important of all, be secure in the arms and protection of God. I think Deuteronomy 33 27 vividly describes that kind of security that they have. The eternal God is your refuge and dwelling place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He drove out the enemy from before you and said, destroy. Wow. No one could stand before and against the people of God. Because God, my dear friends, was their dwelling place. 
God was their refuge. God was their protector. God was with them. And they were known for that. They were the chosen people to whom God's favor and God's presence abounded. They never should have been fearful at all. And they were not, I suppose. I'd like to read Psalm 91. Psalm 91 reads to us. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty whose power no enemy can stand. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, with great confidence on whom I rely. The strong hesitation we had, especially with Nanaiglo uh, and Dale to come here after God's clear direction for us to come 16 years ago was because we didn't have family in Singapore. I had a couple of friends that were living here, my classmates in Baguio. But coming here called for us to practically leave everything in the U.S. We have no regrets. And then getting established in a place, new place, new culture, uh, no family, new environment, new church. Now, how insecure would you be with a transition just like that? But friends, we obeyed. Thank God He didn't have to force it upon us. Thank God He changed the heart of our son. We obeyed. We came and Singapore and Living Word became the best home we had for 16 years. Because God brought us here. God was our refuge and dwelling place every day for those 16 years. He will continue to become our refuge and our dwelling place. And He blessed us with 16 wonderful years. He blessed us with a wonderful church family. And we pray that we would continue to make Him to be our dwelling place. I encourage you, let Him be our dwelling place for the rest of our lives. Let Him be our home away from home. I know that we contend with so many animosity or I don't know what you go through day by day at home and at work. But friends, when tough times and tougher times come, our best solution and resort is to make God our dwelling place and our home. And uh, some of you might even be wondering, we're going back to the States, a war zone as of now. I don't like Biden, <laughs> the Democrats. <laughs> and uh, we are living this Tuesday but our only security and your security, my dear friends, until the Lord Jesus or God opens another door for you is none other than God who is our refuge and our shelter. And just as He promised, if we make Him our refuge, our fortress, if we trust in Him, if we give everything to Him, surrender and yield to Him, and recognize that he will never leave us nor forsake us. 
will be all right. All right, will be okay. Because we are in His hands. And He can be trustworthy. No one can be more secure as we make Him our home. Our security will not be, and we thank God for the good governance that we're experiencing here. Our security will not be our bank accounts. Our security will not be a loved one that will be alongside us for many years. Our security will not be in our accomplishments. Friends, our security will be in none other than God who will remain to be our refuge and our shelter. Secondly, let's learn to depend on God's certainty. Again, Psalm 90, verse 2, reading from the NIV, read out with me. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He is our God. He revealed Himself to us through Jesus Christ. He reveals that He is our God through His Word and through His Holy Spirit. When we go through tough times, we can run to Him, find shelter in Him, find security and certainty in an unchanging, a God who is constant. People will change, yes. Times will change, yes. Even... Our emotions change a lot. But God remains to be constant and we can be rest assured that He alone is our certainty. What is the certainty, assurance, guarantee, warranty that we have about God? You buy something, they guarantee you what? For just a year or two? And within the year, yes, probably they replace it, but after that, bye-bye. By another product. Friends, not with God. And that 100% certainty and warranty and guarantee has to put upon our hearts that faith to believe without wavering, without fault, without failure, that He will remain to be certain. Even though people will not. I like how the Expositor's Bible commentary renders it. The love of God. The character of God, the faithfulness of God, my dear friends, is eternal. I'd like to say it again. The love of God, the love of people will not be certain. The character of God, we can never trust people nowadays, but we can in God. The faithfulness of God, my dear friends, come what may, whatever situation we will go through, even if the new strain of COVID-19 is out and we're uncertain whether we will be infected or not, our God is certain. Our God is our guarantee and assurance. How certain can we be that that is an accurate statement? As the expositors of the Bible commentary said it. Well, we just have to rest in the truth that He is our Maker, as He made the heavens and the earth and everything in it. He is the one who rules everything. And most important of all, He is our Keeper. We can rest in it. I mean, you're seated right now, not worried whether that 
see it will collapse. You come to church, not worried that you will get infected. We can rest in a God who gives us security. We can rest in a God who is certain and constant and will never change as He has promised to us. I discovered a Bible version, uh, expanded Bible. I'm just looked at that, looked that up at the Bible Gateway. And before I read this, let me declare this: You and I just have to love the certainty and the character of God. Trust in His faithfulness, surrender to His lordship and kingship, and His care for us as His created beings as his sons and daughters, and his promise-keeping guarantee is ours to keep. And we can take that to the bank. No wonder he kept encouraging and reminding his people that they should trust in his faithfulness. That they should just surrender to his leading and to his guidance. Because in Psalm 91, the promise of the one who knows how certain and secure we are in God is so clear. Let's read it. The Lord says, whoever loves, desires me, I will save and rescue. I will protect, lift to safety those who know me and my name. And what's his name? He's the God who is present with us. He's the God that Gives us security. He's the God who is unchanging. He's the God who is faithful. He's the God who will keep us. He's the God who will redeem us. He's the God who hears our prayers. We will run short of how to describe God. And so dear friends, let me just give you a wise advice. Just rest and trust in the God who keeps His promises. Verse 15 they will call to me and I will answer them. Hallelujah. I will be with them in trouble or distress. I will rescue them and honor and glorify them. Verse 16. I will give them a long, full life. Takot na takot po si Sister Gloss, a long life. Sabi niya, hanggang 65, 70 ako, okay na ako. Sabi ko naman, okay, I'll enjoy your insurance. No one can say when God will take us. And so we better just entrust all of our years to Him and then begin to just find satisfaction in Him for the days to come. And they will see how I can save, show them my salvation and victory. Hallelujah! Can you encourage your brother, sister beside you? He's in control. He's, he's your certainty. It's your assurance. It's your guarantee. There's no guarantee at the work places that we have, right? Nothing is a guarantee, my dear friends. But we have a God who is certain and unchanging. After finally deciding to come to Singapore, we uh, spent about eight to nine months of prayer waiting and then just continually praying for Dale. And, and finally, 
we came. <laughs> but we, we were warned before we flew to Singapore that because of the economic recession then, our pastoral allowance would have to be the first to go. And so would the office. And so we were just thinking probably we would hold office at home. And yes, if the allowance uh, or the salary wasn't going to be there, we have obeyed God and we will trust in God. And there was that possibility of probably working from home, but because we were so sure of God's direction and because we knew that the one who called us was more unchanging and certain in his character and his promises we decided to obey him. We obey him. We came. Praise God, we did. And he was assuring us that he was going to take care of the church and take care of the people of God and take care of us. We uh, come to the uh, church office one day, I think the day after we arrived, and then Dale even thought that the Peace Center office was a storage place because they had to pull up the uh, steel doors. <laughs> And even with the uncertainties that we faced, guess what? We saw the moment we entered the pastor's office. We saw this man. Where he guides, he provides. My wife calls my attention time and again. He guided us to Singapore. He will provide for us. He guided us to Singapore. We will never lack. I mean, he will never lack in his supply. He guided us to Singapore. And there was not one day. There was not one day that we experienced any lack. There was not one day that any amongst the church members would come to us and they would say they are lacking. Though time and again, the church would have been in the red financially before we came. God began to prosper. God provided our needs, the church's need, everyone's need. And we experience abundance and blessing from the God who is certain. And from the God who continues to assure us. We can depend on God, on His security. We can depend on His certainty. But lastly, we can definitely depend on God's sovereignty. Again, we move on to the verses of Psalm 90. And we read, You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just by, gone by or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. And they are like the new grass of the morning. And in the morning it springs up new. But by evening it is dry and withered. And I know that even in these verses of scripture, there's no one apart from God, who is unlimited, not limited by space, not limited by time, who knows everything, 
And even if we are so uncertain what lies for us tomorrow, we can rest in a sovereign God. Who knows what tomorrow holds and what's best for you and for me. And so, dear friends, God is over and above and He cannot be controlled or limited by matter, by time and space because He has power over all His creation, including the life and death of humans. Can we rest in that kind of God? We should. We can. Confidently. God's sovereignty was so evident and significant in the four major moves that we had as a church body. Came November, December, I had to go back to the States to fetch my wife and our son. And when we came back, we had to move from Excelsior Hotel. First Sunday that we were uh, dedicated or committed to God's service for Singapore, we had to transfer to a new place. That was the first move that we experienced. Second move, uh, YWCA had to close their doors. I, I don't know for what reason, but Brother Richard and I had to uh, spend hours looking around for a place that we could worship. And then finally, the place that Living Word Fellowship used for so many years, even before we became Living Word Fellowship. It was a Church of Praise. Opened up for us. And we used it for a year and a half. And then it closed because it was sold. Of course, we didn't have billions to buy it, but uh, we knew that in every major move, or by the way, we went back and occupied uh, YWCA, but this time it was better. We had it permanently. We had an office. Singaporeans would come visit the place and they would wonder, how can a Filipino church even rent such a facility? We have a God who is sovereign and rich and who's in control. And then finally, after, I don't know, after 12 years, we had to transfer to this place. And thank God for Pastor Ruel who came in, who even in his neophyte year was tasked with looking for a place. And this is a beautiful place. <laughs> but dear friends, God's sovereignty is over all areas of our lives as a church and over every area of our lives as a church body and even as a family, and even as individuals. I mean, even in our own situation wherein we were wanting to come and we were hindered by finding a school for Dale, a school opened up and we just had to pay 50% of the tuition. And that was God's provision and God's open door and God's sovereign control over our lives. I think that was the last card that we were playing before we came. Friends, we can depend on God. We can depend on God because He is our security. We can depend on God because He is our certainty. And we can depend on God because He is sovereign over our lives. Let me close with this application. How can you and I show that we can depend on the God who is giving us the security, certainty, and who is sovereign over our, all of our lives. 
it should call us. And this we find in the later verses of Psalm 90. He should call us to pray to Him for wisdom. And then rest. That we, He will give us what we need in terms of our decision making. So that He can again show how we can find security in Him. Despite the times. How we can be certain that it is the right direction that He is leading us to. And then above all, that He is in control because He is in control. He doesn't have to prove Himself, my dear friends. Verse 12 of Psalm 90, teach us, make us know how short our lives really are to count our days so that we may be wise and gain a wise heart. Secondly, we pray to Him for compassion. And I know that a lot of times we act as if we are not Christians, even amongst ourselves when we come together. Friends, we can bless people around us as we do acts of kindness and as we have a compassionate heart towards them. And then they too can be pointed to the secure God that we have, to the certainty of who God is and even to the sovereignty of God in their own lives. Psalm 90 verse 13 reads, Lord, how long before you return and show kindness and compassion to your servants? Thirdly, we pray to Him to satisfy us with His unfailing love. I know that it's so tempting to wake up one morning or to lie down in bed or to face a situation and then we forget how loving and how faithful our God is. And so every day, may I encourage us so that we can pray for one another and we can pray for our own families and our own situation, for the church body and for people that we ought to pray for God to satisfy us with His unfailing love. Psalm 90 verse 14 reads to us, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Can you imagine how our day will be? Or how the months will become? Or how even this year will go through if we are going to pray every day, God satisfy us with your unfailing love. And then I know that we will find that security, certainty, and sovereignty that God wants to offer to us. Lastly, we can pray to Him for His favor upon us. That was what Moses yearned for, for the people of God as they traveled to reach the promised land. God's favor upon them. In fact, Moses said, let us not depart from your presence. Show us that your presence is with us. And God answers back. Wasn't it His favor? That was upon them. Psalm 90, verse 17, we read, May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And we pray this for one another. Lord, bless the works of the hands of this brother and sister. And friends, we can pray that for ourselves. Pray that 
for our families. Pray that for the church. Pray that for our pastors and leaders. Pray that for our care group members. Pray that for our ministry members. Pray that even for your colleagues and for your bosses and for your employers. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the works of our hands. We thank you for the 16 years of partnership, prayers, and support, and love that we have experienced from you. We will never forget you. And we will keep desiring to come back. In fact, I think the leaders and the board members have given me or given us that permission to come back every year. And we will. If we can come back twice a year, we will. But we're just hoping that even as we will fulfill our responsibility to our grandchild, we're still imagining how she will look like. We still don't have the name. But I know that she will be a joy and a delight. But it will not let us forget you. Because, ano yung awit? I left my heart. We live our hearts with you. Singapore. Tama-tama pala yung katla. This is our home. But this is our home because God is our home. This is our home because you have been lovely people that have trusted God with us. That have encouraged us. That have partnered with us that have carried the burden for souls with us. And for that, we are grateful. And for that, we will always remember you. But dear friends, we have the good and faithful God that we'll, we can rest on, depend on, trust in, depend in, be confident about. Because He is our security. He is our certainty. And He will forever be the God who will take hold of our lives and fulfill the best purpose and plan that He has for each one of us. Let's just bow our heads and pray. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and thanks. You are good. You have been faithful from generation to generation. You are God unchanging. And despite the changing times, despite people changing, everything changing, Lord, you have remained to be the same God. And we thank you that we can entrust to you our future, entrust to you our loved ones and trust to you, Lord, the nations of the world and trust to you every care, every burden, every trial, every obstacle, everything that we will face for the days to come. And we can yield and surrender to you and rest in you because we will always find refuge 
and rest, joy and peace and victory in you alone. And Father, this is your church. These are your people. We are your sons and daughters. Thank you for the assurance that you have everything in control. And that you will fulfill the best and most wonderful plan, will, and purpose that you have for each of our lives, for this church body, and Lord, even for our households. We commit to you everything. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us all stand. Thank you, Pastor Jerry, Pastor Oklo. Let's just raise our hand and receive the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy in peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Lord, we thank you for this day that you have given us, for the word that we have received, in even a time of remembering your faithfulness upon our lives, upon Pastor Jerry, Pastor Rosco's life, and upon this church. And as we move forward, we know it is you that will sustain us. Lord, I pray as we face this brand new week, may we experience more of your word and more of your power. And may we live a life as a pleasing sacrifice each in new day. So we thank you, O Lord, this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering.